Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question in this podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. Big shout out to Fallible Nation and a warm welcome to our first time listeners. My name is Brent and I am the Fallible Man. One thing you may or may not know about me is I've worked with children since I was a child myself. I grew up in small churches teaching in children's classes throughout my entire life. I spent years working in youth ministry, both in volunteer and paid positions, I was a TA in a fourth grade classroom and worked in multiple after school programs with kids from preschool all the way to college. Every father has time where they struggle more with than other times in their kids' lives. More with being able to communicate effectively, more with being able to get through. It's a best practice if you can establish these habits that I'm going to share with you early on and maintain them but it's never too late to implement these techniques to improve your communication with your kids. This will only work if you really want it because you're going to do most of the work, dad. I guarantee it. I will promise that if you do the work and are patient, it will yield massive change in communicating with your child of any age. Number one, I need you to become transparent. Now uh, you can call it a lot of things, but first and foremost, transparency is just the best visual I can put in your head. This is going to be the most uncomfortable change for a lot of parents. Your kids need to see that you're not perfect because they'll become comfortable with the fact that they're not perfect. You can call this being real or however you want to say it. Being transparent is just the best visual I could possibly put in your head. No secrets, no skin skeletons hidden away in the closet. Let them see you in all of your glorious imperfection. As a bonus, this allows them to see you shine as you demonstrate healthy ways of how to deal with difficulties, hard times, problems, how you struggle, and how you overcome these things. Let them see you have to make decisions. Let them see you be vulnerable and open and just go through life in a positive direction, and this will help your kids in a major way. They'll model this behavior as they observe you lead in a way which will open lines of communication in the real world and in real situations. It's a win-win-win. Number two, become consistent relationships. If you aren't actively in their world and bringing them into yours, then you have no chance of them opening up verbally, emotionally, or mentally. Think about who you talk to in your life. When you need to talk, men generally go two places. They go to that really good friend that they've known for years and it's just been around and doesn't give a crap about all of your faults. Or they go to a total stranger. Don't drive your kids to a stranger. You have no idea what that stranger is feeding them and filling their heads with, and guys, they're vulnerable in this time in their life. You cannot effectively influence their life without being constantly relational with them. Be in their life, be in their circles, be involved in their life. 
Your kids will not communicate with you in any real meaningful way without you being consistently in their lives, guys. Relational is how you achieve any kind of real influence. You have to have that deep, trusting, meaningful relationship, or you're just not going to achieve that guidance as a father, as a mentor in their lives that you possibly achieve otherwise. You have to have that relational, deep relationship. And I know I'm using that word in a funny way, but I want you to understand this. Really let this process deep. Being relational with your kids means you're more than their biological parent. You do more than you live in the same household. You connect with them in meaningful ways and are a part of their life. And it's really critical as a father and it's critical to your communication with them, whether they're a preschooler or whether they're college, it doesn't matter. It is a critical component. So be consistently relational in their lives. Number three, guys, learn their language. Now, I've talked about the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman in relationship videos talking about relationship with your spouses. I cannot emphasize that this book will help you in every relationship you have enough. Okay, I really want you to understand this isn't just about your spouse. This book will actually aid you in your relationship with your coworkers, with your friends, with your children. Everybody in your life will benefit from you getting into this book. There's a link on my website, guys. Check it out. Give it a chance. It may sound lame to you, but it's an easy read. And I promise new levels of communication with every relationship in your life. The fact is, you may be speaking the wrong language to your child. Now, everyone has a combination of these five love languages that he talks about, but definitely have a dominant one. While you were their parent, it doesn't mean that you necessarily speak the same exact love language. For example, I don't speak the same exact love language as my spouse. My children actually have different love languages than we do. And, but that's growing and changing and will continue to process as they get older in their life. But the first steps is learning what their love languages are now to make sure that you're communicating in an effective way with them. Now, that's the first step of learning their language. The next step is you need to learn to communicate the same way. So this is a two of her guys. You have to step into their world. Does your kid draw pictures? Do they text? Do they game? Do they like to read? Do it all with them. Some people will say this is trying to pick up their hobbies so you can get in with them a little more, but it's more than that. So, you know, let me give you an example. My wife and I started watching a show called The Gilmore Girls years ago with one of our students. The lines of communication that opened up were amazing because we started on common ground. And that is just a place that's relational. Because we started on common ground, did things together, like I said, relational, we were able to communicate more effectively, more deeply, and have a better relationship with that student. Later on, I started to play the game World of Warcraft. You guys have heard me talk about World of Warcraft and my gaming addiction that I had for a while, if you've been on the podcast very long. If not, that's fine. I was stuck on World of Warcraft for years, but I started because I had six students that were gamers. 
after they taught me to play and helped me start playing, and that will go back to tip number five. We'll get there eventually. We played in the same room regularly. Relational. We also talked about life, troubles, frustrations, relationships, God, and everything else. Draw pictures with your kids that express feelings, thoughts, and emotions if they like to draw. And hey, you can be like me, Dad. If you can't draw, I'm the king of stick figures. I'm horrible at drawing. If I had any talent, I would have become a tattoo artist, but stick figures are probably not that big of a draw for tattoo artists. So I just did the world a favor and didn't. But you know what? You don't have to be good at it. In fact, it's more fun if you're not, to be honest. Maybe your kids at that, that age where they just text a lot, right? Well, that's their preferred medium. Send them jokes, send them encouragement, send them loving thoughts, silly gifts, and anything else. Y'all are both sitting there and they're like sunk into their phone, text them on their own. Okay, talk the same language with them. Learn their language. It doesn't mean that you stop talking otherwise. And it doesn't mean that you skip all other forms of communication. Learn their love language and then learn how they communicate and start talking to them there. It's gonna open up a bunch of channels of communication no matter what age your child is, guys. This is a really valuable tool because to get to communicate with somebody effectively, you have to step into the way they communicate. You can't force them to communicate the same way you do. It just doesn't work. Number four, be present any interaction. Guys, if you've listened to my podcast more than once, okay, seriously, I rant on this all the time, so I'll try not to beat this to death. But if you've listened to it more than once and you didn't see this coming, you haven't been paying attention. So let me spell it out once and then I'll move on because I've done entire shows on this. At some point, someone taught you what good listening looks like. It's taught in kindergarten. It's taught all through lower elementary school. It is taught all through our younger years what a good listener looks like. Your children will not meaningfully communicate with you if they have to fight for your undivided attention. So stop the show, set down the phone, put the book away, step away from the computer, don't think of the next answer, don't look around, don't think about what you're stopping doing. Show your kids that their effort to communicate with you are more valuable than the trash of your life. That includes work. Look, let's be honest. You may have to ask them to wait two minutes, but ask like this. Hey, Henley, I need three minutes to finish what I'm doing because I'm in the middle of something and I want to be totally focused on what you want to share with me. Can it wait just a moment so I can just be with you? Now, these are words I've actually said to my eight-year-old daughter, Henley. That's why I used her name. She had no issue waiting the three minutes, standing right beside me in my office, patiently waiting, because I emphasized I needed to have just a minute longer so I could totally focus on her. And as soon as I finished that particular thing I was doing, that's exactly what I did. I turned my chair away from my computer screen and got eye to eye with my daughter and just focused on what she was trying to communicate with me. That's what we're talking about. Be present in any interaction and it will make your communication a thousand times better. 
Now, guys, we're talking about tips that work with any child to communicate better as a father so far. In the second half of the show, we're going to get into three more. Plus, I got a bonus tip for you. But right now, I want to share with you, we have our upcoming live and virtual conference called The Phoenix. The Phoenix, you can find out more information at www.fallibleman.com slash The Phoenix. But The Phoenix Conference is our live, like I said, live and virtual event. We do both. We've already had one, and this is number two. It's coming up February 10th and 11th. That may get extended to the 12th. But guys, if you're in the central Washington region, the Pacific Northwest, come join us live. This is an incredible event. People are still raving about the last one. And guys, I've already booked three of our speakers, Diamond Well, Oliver Marcel, Jim Fuller have all been on the podcast. So go check them out on previous episodes of the podcast and see why I'm having them. Di and Oliver have both already spoken at the first conference we had, and they were so popular with the men of the conference that we asked them to come back for this event. We are talking about your purpose. Every man has a purpose. Every man has a talos. And this February, we're getting in on Man on a Mission and helping you as you seek your purpose and talos in this life because you were made for something unique and something amazing. We want to help walk alongside you as we do it. Guys, we're going to have all kinds of fun. We had food catered in. We had incredible keynotes. We had a barbecue. This year, we're adding a strongman competition and a bunch of other things. Guys, it's going to be exciting, and we would love to have you join us both in person or virtually. Our virtual event is pretty good, too. We have breakout sessions online, just like we do in person. All our keynotes are broadcast, and you're part of our group forever after that. So either way, tickets are on sale, www.fallibleman.com slash the Phoenix. The early bird tickets are not going to last, guys. I'll tell you that right now. Get it now. The prices are only going to go up. But check that out, and let's get back into the show. Guys, we're discussing tips that work with any child to communicate better as a father today, because as fathers, our children go through phases where it's really difficult for us to communicate with them, and sometimes that's different age groups. I struggled more when my children were younger, and as they've gotten older, it's been easier for me. That may change again as they head into the teenage years in a couple of years. God forbid, but it's coming. I know that. It doesn't matter where you are. While it helps if you can implement all these strategies early on and kind of build that, build that habit with them, but it doesn't matter, guys. You can implement any and all of these strategies at any time, and they're going to help your communication game with your young person, whether they're in preschool or in college. It doesn't matter. It will help. So number one, we talked about becoming transparent. Then we talked about becoming consistently relational. Then we talked about learning their language and then be present in any interaction. Guys, number five is be humble, be more humble. Humility is a poorly understood term that is worth far more than the value that's often placed on it. Men tend not to like it because of this misunderstanding. So let's clear this up just a little bit before we get into it. Merriam-Webster defines it as freedom from pride or arrogance. The use of the word pride is not talking about being proud of who you are or what you can do. It speaks to negative pride as in like the pride before the fall kind of pride. So 
it's not necessarily a bad thing to be free from pride and arrogance in the way you interact with your child. Now this can take place in many forms, but let me draw a picture to illustrate this for you. Your child walks into your living room to talk. So you sit down at a lower than their eyeline elevation. So they're physically bigger than you in the moment. And you say, okay. And then you wait for them to speak and listen intently. No interruptions. You practice good listening skills and you validate what they're sharing. Then you ask them if you would like, if they would like you to reply or if they just wanted you to listen and share this with you or if they want some advice or opinion and you wait for them to decide how they want you to proceed. Let them set the tone for the interaction. You may be the parent, but you let them lead the communication with you. This is humility communication. Now, offer to share some experiences that you might have had that may be relevant to the situation if they would like you, but let them ask you to share with them. Then go back to number one and be transparent. Don't talk down to them, but share the experience with them. And at this point, what we've done is we've lowered ourselves from physical dominance. We've lowered ourselves from leading the conversation. We've lowered ourselves to listening instead of talking. We lowered ourselves from knowing everything to a person with similar experiences and stories that they can now connect with. This is humility in communication. Now, I'm the first one to say that there are times you have to parent, regardless of if they want you to. But there are always ways you can do it to keep the lines of communication open. One of them is through humility. Your kids are a lot smarter than you may even give them credit for. I'm not saying you think your kid is stupid, but often we communicate with our kids like they don't understand. Your kids are sharper than you might realize. Give them some credit and share your experience that helps them understand what the why of whatever the issue is. If you don't want them to do something, share your experience in the form of a story and help them understand why that's a negative thing, why that's a negative outcome, and why that doesn't have a healthy return and it's not a great idea. Share the stories because we connect through stories. That's one of the deepest human emotions and drives that goes back thousands of years. We connect through stories. So connect with them and share the, no, I wouldn't, I don't think you should do this, but let me show, tell you why. Let me tell you about this story. And this is what happened. And this is how that turned out for me. And I'm, I don't want that to happen to you, right? Share with them, be transparent, make it real and personal for them if you want them to understand it. But you do this relationally with humility and the results will be far, far, far more effective. Number six, validate their feelings and their perspective. Now I've had a hard time learning this one myself. And it's incredibly important. Every person wants to be seen and have their thoughts and their feelings validated. No one needs it more than a child. They don't have the knowledge or experience yet. And so their world is always in flux. Try this if you can. And this is really hard for us as adults. Try to imagine that you never had any of the experiences that have made up your vast lifetime and that you haven't been taught anything. Try and zero back. 
without all of the experiences that have shown you truths and realities and lives without the education, picture that world, the world and everything in it becomes far more frightening and disturbing. Now, there is a generational issue here that we have to address. This was not as prevalent a practice when I was a child. While my parents certainly did their very best to validate my feelings as much as they possibly could, and I had great parents, I was very blessed that way, there were also a lot of times of faith, in which they said, just trust us, do this. Just trust us, do this. Don't worry about that, that's not a big deal. I know you think it is not, it's not a big deal. Kids were just expected to believe what they were told, and when we said something was uncomfortable or scary, sometimes we just heard, you're fine. And I really have to work not to do this. Because parents, as parents, we have our the best interest of our kids in our hearts. You know that you wouldn't be on here listening to me rant about this if you didn't. You have your child's best interest at heart. And your kids know that at a subconscious level, but sometimes in the face of a scary world, that's really hard to process and just be okay with, it's fine. I, I find myself doing this with my kids every day. The problem comes because we see the world from our current perspective, experience, and knowledge. And we can't always process the world from their perspective. But the truth is, the world's not the same as it was when I was a kid. It's gotten a lot crazier, guys. I'm not a fan of what people call helicopter parenting, but I had a lot more freedoms at 10 than my daughter does. The fact is, there may be the same amount of monsters in the world. Maybe there's more. I don't know. However, there are less people willing to get involved and interfere if it's not their kid. Communities are not as safe as they once were and used to be. Used to people lived in communities and man, you knew every kid on the block. When I was in junior high, my parents knew every kid on our block. And they may not hang out with their parents, but they knew all of their parents. Like legit, they knew. So if they saw that kid out somewhere in trouble, or even if it was another kid, they were watching that kid and making sure they were protected. They were making sure they were safe. Communities, we, we don't live that way in our communities anymore. The world has just gotten crazy. Bullies, bullying doesn't stop at the school door, but it chases you through all of your private spaces, through social media, through technology. Filth, lies, corrosive and perversive ideologies are being pushed upon children of all ages like never before. Your kids are dealing with questions and fears, concerns, stresses, and worries that you never had to deal with at their age and that they shouldn't have to deal with. But the world we live in has changed in a very weird and uncomfortable way. Their very childhood is being destroyed by perverse adults pushing wacko ideologies. As a father, you need to listen, validate, and then comfort counsel and guide your children through these issues but you need to understand and they need to understand that you understand it's scary for them that's a lot of understands but i think it made sense number seven prioritize listening not responding communication experts tell us that the majority of people only hear a fraction of conversations because they're already contemplating their responses based on the very first few words they heard. Guys, I don't know how to say it simpler, so let me just say, stop it! Just stop! 
we've already talked about what good listening skills are and being present in a conversation. So slow down and listen. I mean, really listen to your kids or your kids will stop communicating with you. If they don't feel heard, if they don't feel validated, they're not going to keep communicating with you. If you hear the first three words, then miss everything else they said in that sentence, they're not going to keep talking to you. Prioritize good listening. Now, I can go on about that for hours, but I think that just about covers it, guys. Stop it. Now, I promised you guys a bonus one. I only said seven in the title, but I promised you guys a bonus one. So number eight, guys, choose to be less reactive. A lot of people react way too fast to anything. I mean, way too fast to anything. And it doesn't help. Knee-jerk reactions dominate people's lives. And they're often the source of a lot of our problems. Breaking news. No one wants a harsh reaction. And God forbid it comes with a bad temper. Your kids will not communicate the most important things in their world to you if you react emotionally every single time. If you blow up, if you get angry and just freak out, they're not going to come at you. They're not going to bring you the really important stuff that you want them to bring to you. These are the issues you really want them to come to you on. They're not going to do it if you have these knee-jerk, crazy emotional reactions. Your kids will not communicate the most important things if you react in an emotional, re, emotionally reactive way all the time. One of men's best traits is our natural tendency to lead, lean towards stoicism, specifically not being dominated by our emotions. Now, every father knows that no one can elicit an emotional response faster than your children. I mean, whoo! They know exactly how to hit the right combination of to go from zero to W2F in the blink of an eye, guys. We all know it as parents. It is unreal how well our kids know precisely how to push those buttons to send us over the edge. I'd love for you to consider a radical implementation of logic and reason. Set a rule that if your kid comes to you with something that will likely incur a negative reaction or discipline, that you'll wait a certain period of time before reacting and certainly before the sentencing process. This will take some tweaks, but try something like this. And this is loose, okay? But just for example, they present to you, Dad, I did X, Y, and Z. Dumb, da dum dumb, right? Before you react, implement a grace period. That may be a 15-minute, 30-minute, or hour-long cool-down before that conversation continues. During that time, you can ask them, okay, well, sit on the couch or hang out in your room for 30 minutes while I think about this. Then, add that 30 minutes to an hour, have a conversation, including the fact that, hey, there are repercussions for your actions. We haven't decided what they are, but you know, you made some poor choices and there are repercussions for that. And we'll get back to you an hour from now, 
tomorrow after we've had time to sleep about it and really think about this. And then calmly provide a sentence or a punishment, whatever you want to say, after you've had time to breathe, put it in perspective and not fly off the handle as something that you're probably going, yep, they're my kid. I did that kind of stupid too when I was young. Now, this tends to work better with older kids and more extreme issues. For younger kids, it tends to help to have a predetermined discipline system, and that seems to be a more functional reaction. That way, the kid just knows up front, hey, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. For goodness sake, it needs to not be fun, okay? And let me be really clear about that. I don't want you to beat the target out of your kid. That would be horrible. No, but it doesn't need to be fun. I'm convinced that timeouts may explain about half the issues that we have these days. I am seriously not a fan. I think timeouts like destroyed a generation. I am a fan of five-point burpees. And if you ask my kids, guess what? They do burpees when they make mistakes. They build them health-wise. They're certainly not fun if you've ever done burpees, but they drive the point home. Older or younger, not having an emotional reaction but instead of having a structured discipline system will decrease the likelihood of your children hiding issues that you really want them to bring to you. It will decrease the fear. It will decrease the reactivity if you have a plan in place to a lot for you to control your reaction and have time to process the whole thing instead of going and just popping off. It's a bad idea. Now, Tell me in the comments, wherever you're at, and that could be in the form of a review, that can be in the comments on the YouTube section. What do you think of the list? Did I miss anything? Share with community, guys. That helps us be a stronger community when you guys share in the comments. And I read and respond to all of the comments wherever they are. I love to hear you guys' thinks. What do you think about these ideas? Are you going to try them? Which one really resonated with you? I'd love to hear that in the comments. And like I said, tell me, did I miss something? I couldn't. I am the fallible man. I make mistakes. Now guys, before we wrap up the show, I wanted to share with you because I've started covering it at the end of the show. You guys' reviews make such a huge difference for this podcast and help us to go farther and reach more listeners that I just want to share with you guys. So let me read this review by Slim11234 on Apple Podcast. Making men better. Brandon and his guests discuss a wide variety of topics, all of which can help to make men better. Better fathers, better husbands, better friends. No topic is off limits, and I appreciate the candid conversations and insightfulness of the discussions. I personally take a lot away from each episode, and if you're looking to become a better person in general, I would highly suggest you subscribe to the Fallible Man Podcast. Nice work, sir. Slim, thank you so much. It is reviews like that that help us reach out to other people and expand our ability to serve other men. Because guys, in the end of the day, that is what we want to do here at The Fallible Men is serve men as they walk forward to become the very, very best version of themselves. And your reviews help us tremendously. If you enjoy the show, please consider jumping on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave podcast reviews and leave us a rating and review so we continue to do shows like this. And as always, guys, be better tomorrow because of what you do today. We'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. 
your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.